thought about using the little caricature I've made for the stream today, but that would require effort. And I just got off my floor because I was like, you know, I'm going to do that whole Navy SEAL method where I take a nap for like 10 minutes and like the most refreshing day in the goddamn world. Um, You're a fool. That's a goddamn lie. You're a fool. All it did was uh, give me a really hard time getting up. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a Navy SEAL thing for Navy SEALs who are trained. Look. Sir. All, all the all the content creators were also backing it. So I was like, I'm special. You really believe in content creators? I mean, I can't even believe in my goddamn self. Yeah, so, like, more to my side of things, did you really believe them about taking a 10-minute power nap to energize yourself? To be fair, it was more like 30 minutes. Then my alarm went off. I woke up. I was like, oh. It worse. And then, you know, I spent the next 30 minutes trying to get up. <sighs> I'm fucking old. Um... Hello and welcome everyone to the VG Weekly Roundup, your number one unranked weekly video game podcast every Tuesday at 9.30pm-ish and Thursday at 8pm-ish central time as well as 10.30 and 9 o'clock eastern because I'm the eastern boy here and I need my own goddamn times. We come to you live with our collection of the week's biggest gaming news host topics and what we've been playing right here on twitch.tv slash closp, that is twitch.tv slash closp. Please remember if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming in one Free monthly Twitch sub for any channel. We'd love to be that channel for you, but if not, I mean, it's your choice to do the wrong thing. It is your choice to not help out smaller channels. It is your choice to be dumb, but it's also your choice to help us the fuck out. You know, like, you already got the free sub. You might as well give it to us. Know what I'm saying? Huh? Anyway. I am one of the co-hosts, I'm Ultimate JV Death, at Ultimate JV Death over on Twitch and Twitter, the deranged voice man himself, and with me as always, the host with the most, the man clad in green, the person getting a new fucking chair in the next day, Spee. How you doing, homie? Yesterday, I was feeling pretty good on myself. I felt so good, I was like, I'm gonna spend money. So, it is, um, the beginning of a Texas summer, and I bought one, two, three, four, five, six different long sweaters mm. and us and then more usb c uh usb-c uh, ports because i need them for charging because i tripped to my other cords and they broke again so for summer um yeah fair enough <laughs> mm-hmm wait it, to, to be fair they're all lo lightweight they're supposed to be like cardin cardigan light and um how do i put this uh i feel weird about layers so i was like you know I'm, I'm gonna spend the money who knows this will be here forever they got me on that only so one many, only so many left order now and i was like you know what amazon you make a good goddamn point what i'm hearing is you cape Look, the chair is coming tomorrow. That just reminded me how much money I have to spend. Also, I got a promotion at work, so I'm feeling more confident in how I spend my money now. Cause, uh, See, now that's I, better news. I, I, I did not get a pay raise, but I am no longer anybody's phone bitch. Let's I do the calling go. now. I do the calling now. You get to be the annoyer. 
No, I'm a god to these people. If they don't get my, if they don't answer my phone when I call them to do the thing I told them to do, they have to wait until someone else does it again the next day. I have the powers of a god. You want to, you want to take a step back a sec, just, just lo, lo, humble yourself for a moment for the god's sakes. For my sake, yes. Oh god. For anyone else's, no. Anyway, this is fucking episode four of the official podcast on Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. Jesus. He can't yeah. help us now. Uh, my son has gone. What? Go ahead. Uh, first of all, if it was your son, they wouldn't be called Jesus. They'd be called Jesus. Uh, you don't know they got it right. That's that white people shit. Anyway, go on. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna just jump to the question. What the fuck have you been playing? So we can get off of this god complex. <laughs> not in the first 30, 33 years, not in the next. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so I have been playing three weeks ago. I was like, you know, part of my therapy I mentioned before, you know, like letting things go. Uh, playing different things, just not, you know, doing the same thing. Not, not being so obsessed with the games I'm playing to the point that I have to beat them. You know, trying to learn that. And that means I am playing, finally, far more indies without having to have that anxiety that many people do of, you know, I should record this for content. No, I've been playing it for myself. I've been enjoying that, being recentering. And I went ahead and tried out this nice little indie game called Crown Trick. And this is from... Uh, I don't know, because I, I, you know, I tried to be minus for a second there. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. Um, uh, it is it by is, uh, Next um, Studios. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crown Trick is a beautiful animated roguelike RPG adventure characterized by turn-based combat and skill item interactive strategy. Enter a labyrinth that moves you. Uh, wait, that wait, moves wait, as on, you wait, move. Wait, 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 wait. Is there supposed to be a trailer playing on the uh, on, on the stream right now? I'm trying to be minus, but the problem with that is that. Uh, I have the description going on the same page that the trailer would be on, so I can't do both while properly showing it because of the way the stream is set up. Ah. It's one more sentence. Enter a labyrinth that moves as you move where the mastery of the elements is key to defeating enemies and covering the mysteries of this underground world. Anyway, trailer's going up now. Uh, trailer? Play. Thank you. Uh, tra trailer. Trailer difficulties. We can edit that out. Uh, no, I won't. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. So it's it's a, like a 2D roguelike type game where it's... I really like it for the sake of... You would think it's just trying to be another, you know, like dungeon crawling, uh, item collecting, randomized, like little, you know, uh, game. This is actually cool. Everything is turn-based. Like, you, you, the entire dungeon that you're traveling through is based is um a checkerboard basically where literally every movement you make is a turn like everything on the screen is a, is a turn based on movement and you have to explore the entire dungeons collect things moving around fighting boss battles fighting enemies all of it dependent on time progressing as you move each square in the ways you can go ahead and get different upgrades different weapons uh let me see here just different strategies to just go ahead and move things around. Like ways you can cheat the system, ways you can make it better, you know, battling elements on there. Just a whole lot of this 
And, you know, I gotta say, I really, really enjoyed it. And it was even pretty entertaining in terms of, like, how original it felt to me. My only downside to it, really, was the fact that there was no voice acting. It seemed like an amazing world. I would like to have seen that happen. But, you know, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But it's okay. Not every game needs that. Absolutely. I can, you know, once again, indie game. But this, this really, it was it was so cool. And, and it is a lot of range of, like, you know, um, do you want to get, like, a spear that's going to let you move forward but attack of a little bit of distance on there? Do you want to use, like, a sniper rifle that can shoot across the screen but it takes time to reload? You know, just bobbing and weaving as you attack enemies and different bosses that also go ahead and get ads like uh stuff like do you want to use a void to bring all these enemies into the circle that makes them easier to either go ahead and shoot or it can might even eat them up if you're dealing with like big bosses and mobs you have to they react to your movement as you're moving on the board you can set up things like uh leading them into shooting barrels that didn't take up so many squares for so long that you can again used to move around and it was just it was a really interesting concept i thought it would get tedious and annoying but honestly it was really fun it, it was really fun if it weren't for the fact that i just i check out on roguelikes uh because i don't like re i like narrative i like straightforward i like just getting the job done i don't really enjoy the whole do it again and again and again and again thing um as uh, as the actual concept of the game. I, I don't really enjoy it. That's why I didn't go back to it or finish it. But it was just so much fun. It really is. If you're looking for something fun and original, I absolutely recommend it. Again, that was Crown Trick. It is on Game Pass right now. Nice. Nice. Anyway. I, I, I got nothing. Like, like I, I've been playing the same games, and I don't want to talk about those games again because I really, I'm, I'm not the talky type when it comes to the games I'm playing. No, I get you. you. Know, like, right. yeah, like I, I don't think y'all want to hear me say the same fucking thing over and over again. I mean, I technically played more games. I'm just putting them off at this point now. Like, you know what? We're gonna spread the content. We're gonna spread the content. We're gonna go ahead and get that peanut butter content and just, you know, back and forth, back and forth with the grain. Mmm. So, we got some news for y'all. We got a whole bunch of news, all four stories. Let's fucking... Oh, let's fucking do this. All right. Resident X-Boy Phil Spencer apologizes as Bethesda delays raise questions about Xbox Pipeline. This is from Ollie Welsh. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I thought that said Oni at first. I thought that was a cool fuck name. Ah, Ollie Welsh over at Polygon. Game delays happen all the time, and they're always disappointing. Oh, already, I'm, I disagree, but let's be... Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Uh, this week's announcement of delays uh, hold two of Bethesda's titles and Xbox console exclusives. Starfield from Bethesda Game Studios and Redfall, uh, Redfall from Arcade has hit particularly hard. The two games were given 2022 dates during the last year's uh, summer Xbox showcase. We could just say E3. That happened, it happened during E3. Just say E3. And represent the final, uh, the first real fruits of Microsoft's $7.5 billion acquisition of Bethesda. They will be the first Bethesda game since the buyout not to be released on PlayStation and to be added on day one to the Xbox Game Pass library. A reason to get Xbox Game Pass. Starfield, in particular, was hotly anticipated being the first major RPG from the makers of The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim and Fallout 4 in seven years. 
Both have now been published to the first half of, uh, sorry, both have been pushed to the first half of 2023. Excuse me. Crucially, this leaves Xbox without any significant releases from its internal studios scheduled for 2022. Fans are naturally not happy uh, that last year Microsoft promised it would bring at least one quote-unquote first-party game every quarter to Game Pass. The issue here is that Xbox's empty 2022 schedule is indicative of the long road Microsoft faces in, ter in turning Spencer's years-long studio acquisition spree, which culminated this year in an astonishing... <clears throat> $6.7 billion purchase on Activision Blizzard oh. into, act into actual software. In the space of four years, Microsoft's gaming arm has expanded into the constellation of studios from unprecedented size and scope, and there are legitimate questions to be asked about the Xbox organization's ability to manage its massive development pipeline. And to skip on ahead a little bit, while none of these incidences is surprising or even necessarily worrying in isolation, together they do not paint a healthy picture of project management within Xbox Game Studios. Anxiety over this might explain why Xbox took the, with hindsight, unwise decision to put a firm November 2022 date on Starfield last year. Despite widespread pan uh, despite the widespread pandemic-related uh, disruption to development schedules, the ambition of the project and Bethesda Games to use slightly shakily, shaky record of po uh, polishing and bug-fixing its games. Let's, let's be real, they don't really bug-fix, they just kind of push them to the side and forget about them. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier said that he had heard his, uh, this release date and had made some Starfield developers extremely worried that it might turn into the next cyberpunk. A saying that we say a lot here. Uh, referring to the botched, unfinished release of the CD Projekt Red game. Uh, that eventually has hopefully been avoided and pressure on the staff eased by the delay. In which case, it can only be a good thing. And it is true that Microsoft has amassed so much talent and so many and, uh, enviable, pro yeah, enviable properties, I apologize, during its acquisition spree, it will inevitably be able to present Xbox owners and Game Pass subscribers with a bounty of games in the long run. I'm a... I botched my way through that whole thing, but only because uh, there's one thought that I always think of when listening to delays and things of that nature. If a game... If you want a game to be good and a game... The, the size and magnitude of a Starfield, of an Elder Scrolls, of a Cyberpunk, they need all the time they can get so that way we don't get another quote-unquote next Cyberpunk. I, my belief is always, if the game is not ready, do not put anything out there. We were anticipating Cyberpunk, and look what we got. We were anticipating uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, we waited so long. Granted, it had a lot of development issues, but we waited for so long for a game that took uh, took its time to come in, and it wasn't even all that good, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes down to Starfield, which I wasn't really anticipating that much, but it is a big major game for Bethesda, it needs all the time it can get. And in all honesty, say, it was bold that they were going to do a 2022 day, uh, release date. I believe that when we streamed E3... Both of us, I know at least you, I don't remember myself, but I believe both of us thought that it would definitely get delayed. Yep. I had no and faith at you, all. Yeah, and I I honestly 
saw like again we saw this coming i don't have any qualms with a delay because again if the game needs more time to be worked on so be it i'd rather have a complete game and wait a little bit longer than a hot fucking mess on release and to be told oh we'll be patched later when that should not be the case yep just saying yep so i made i took a account on my side just on my pc alone and I have 15 games from Xbox Game Pass on my PC that I can be playing right now. Um, I just haven't, I because I have that whole, you know, I, we've all been there. You stare at your computer screen or your your um, console, whatever it is, and you just have that anxiety lockup of there's so many games I could be playing, I don't know what to play, and you just sit there for hours on end until the day I stop having that problem. From the bounty of luxury that we have going on here, I'm not gonna take like uh, any kind of concern about a game being held back. If they need more time, they need more time. I I like this age we're in of uh, keep pushing the games back until they're ready, because why not? What why why not? Why do I need the game right now? I literally right. don't have time for all the games I could be playing right now just on PC Game Pass. And that's not even accounting the even wider range of games if you had an actual Xbox system. Because corporations don't care about how many games you can play. They care about how many people will buy the games. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why they want it out so soon. Like, um, They said November 2022. November is a notorious month for video games. Some would dub, the, dub it the month of the empty wallet because a lot of AAA games, a lot of big-name games get released on November or late October so that way it can make the holiday sales. Yep. And like uh, I just how do I get it? I I don't I just don't know. I I just don't get it. especially for for Xbox of why people are upset of like wait, so there are no games you like there are plenty of games. They just the first party ones are going to take more time like those people that are waiting on those games like uh uh Starfield and Redfall, they're they're gonna be happy when they come out because they're taking their time with it. Like, I'd like to play Bethesda game that isn't broken on release, even if I don't really like their games. I, as a total, I've liked what uh, both the Dooms, the re- the re- the relaunches, and um, uh, the first Wolfenstein. That's it. That's the only thing Bethesda's ever touched that I've actually enjoyed. I don't like the other games, but you know, people who get them. Y'all never don't like them. Even with fucking Fallout 70... Was it 74? 75? Whatever the fuck? 76. 76. I almost got there. Um, eventually, you all end up... You all like it now. Like, I hear nothing but good things about that game now. After how it started, because they kept working on it. Like, now you just gotta wait until the game comes out to a point that you should like it on release. Like, there's, there's no real losing here. I don't... I this, We've gotten to such an age of where games are being offered... Not even like games as a service themselves, but that entire phrasing has kind of been redefined by services like Game Pass, like what PlayStation is going to have later on, uh, and start especially starting next month, I believe it is right. And then we'll cover that more on Thursday. But you're not out of games to play. Like I dare anyone whose only whose objectiveness towards uh, or whose issue with not having more games to play. Is something serious like you know, like funds. That happens. We can't all afford to buy things. You know, that's the thing. Nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, I think 
the key word that is missing is new. Yeah, they there is no new games coming out or something like that, which even then is still is still dumb. Yeah, but that's where we have to draw that line. Like in, in this case, they should say that there is no new games coming out from Xbox, which it would make it a little bit fair to the assumption. But either way, there's still Game Pass, which has a plethora of games for library for new and old games. Yeah, and they still get new new games every month, day and date that you did not that did not exist before. They're just not. First party, X- what does it fucking matter? There's a new game out there. Go play it. Like explore, play more games. Like if you want Bethesda, the entire fucking library is out there. I know damn well you motherfuckers haven't played all those games. If you like Bethesda, you like Obsidian, they have their games on there too. You're fine. You're fine. There's no read the rest of games. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like I, um, I don't, I don't know. I've gotten to the point now. I just, I don't understand getting upset about uh, no, no new games. It seems like such a uh, ridiculous concept at this point for me. It kind of is, but I, I, I attribute it to being showed something that is still that was still unknown of when it was coming out. Like again, like mm-hmm. Cyberpunk was shown what twenty thirteen, yeah, twenty twelve. And that was like eight years until it came out 2020, 2021. Like that that was year upon year upon anticipation only to be disappointed. Exactly. That's and uh, that's the biggest mistake that a lot of a lot of um game publishers, not developers, game publishers do. Because mm-hmm. they want to get it out so quickly so that way people could get more eyes on it, get more anticipation, so that way they can buy it. And then, you know, when something like Cyberpunk happens to go, Well, we made an oopsie, we're gonna we're gonna patch it for you in a few months. Just, just give us some time. You bought the game. You bought the buggy game. We'll fix it for you in the next month. Mm-hmm. It's. This is why um, I I do applaud Santa Monica Studios for God of War Ragnarok. They've only showed us the very bare minimum, and that was last year. Yeah. Which is probably that's getting pushed back too. I bet. I don't, I don't think that's coming it, it out this does, year. I personally have no qualms. Yeah. Santa Monica Studios has honestly, they they are like CD Projekt right before Cyberpunk came out. They have the um the credibility for putting out a game and knowing that it's going to be chock full of content that doesn't need a DLC, might I add. Yep. So Santa Monica, if you need a delay, go for it. I am all aboard for a delay just so that way Ragnarok Ragnarok is as good as it can be when it comes out. That is complete. As it is. I'm fairly amazed at the fact that we're getting Starfield as quick as we are, ultimately. Because, ultimately, I don't think Starfield was announced that, that long ago. Like, in terms of, oh, here's... Uh, it, it was announced as a, it was announced as in, like, oh, we're working on this. This is the next big thing, but it's going to take time. And it hasn't been that long, I don't think. It's been, like, what, four years? Three or four years. I believe it came... I believe it got announced 2019-3 alongside Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, yeah, because so whenever Elder Scrolls Six was announced, that's when Starfield was announced. Yeah, because they they made the announcement of, "Hey, uh, Starfield is our next big thing," but just to shut you up, yes, we are working on a sixth Elder Scrolls, and so you know, I still think we're getting it pretty early. Like them pushing it back this far. I mean, what Elden Ring was six years of development technically. I can look that up, but I did, I did a little fact check. It was twenty eighteen when Starfield was announced. Okay, so yeah. Four, so. About four years. Yeah. Well, I remember, I think I remember seeing Elden Ring 
officially back when I had Gallant and some friends over for like E3 parties we used to have. So, yeah. uh, so almost five years of development for Elden Ring. Yep, for Elden Ring. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's nothing so too Star crazy. Gold is seeing to is trying to tackle that in four years. Yeah. So and this is from from announcement. I don't know, like. It could have been a, a bit of shit that they worked on before said announcement, but from announcement date till now, or till it's a uh, mark date, it would have been about four uh, four years. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be fine. Again, I applaud them more so for willing to take the hit. I mean, look at everything about Halo. Halo's going to be an amazing game when they're done developing because Microsoft's not going to let it go. They're going to keep working on it, have them keep working on it, and have, keep pushing things out. And in the, you know, however long time, Halo's gonna be great. Destiny 2, while I don't want to go back to it, I hate the fact that I can't, I don't feel comfortable going back to it because of just the way that game is managed now, uh, necessarily content wise. It's still a great game for those, the people that love it now are really in there and loving it, and they're getting the support from developers they deserve, so it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Until then, play more games. They're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. Hell, if you have Hulu and a PC, Hulu sent you out a code this week. For three months of free PC Game Pass. Really? Yes. That's wild. Yeah. Want the code? I don't. I, I can't use it. No, so. I'm, I'm good because I'm not playing as many games as I, as I would be right now. Okay. Well, it's out there, folks. You've got Hulu. Check your emails. Hulu is hooking you up with uh, 200 plus games on PC. So there you go. Alan, let's get. Uh, let's move. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, to a uh, more sad news. Yeah. A more actually sad news. If you're sad about a delay, please get your shit together. This is true. All right, let's go ahead and um, let me preface this with a slogan of the show uh, just to set the mood. Fuck Greg Abbott. All my homies hate Greg Abbott. Anyway, PlayStation staff reportedly angry over CEO's abortion rights email that discusses cat birthdays. This is Jessica Howard at GameSpot. Staff members at PlayStation are reportedly angry at CEO Jim Ryan for sending an email to employees urging them to respect differences of opinion on abortion rights before writing at length about his two cats' first birthday. According to Bloomberg, the email begins by addressing current events such as the recent leak of U.S. Supreme Court opinion draft signaling an intent to overturn Roe versus Wade, the landmark case in which federally legalized abortions that, oh, federally legalized abortions, Ryan did not take a stance on the subject in the email, instead writing that the company and its employees are multifaceted and diverse, holding many different points of view. We owe it to each other and PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities, Ryan wrote. Respect does not equal agreement, but is a fundamental to who we are as a company and as a valued global brand. Ryan then went on to write five paragraphs on something lighthearted to help inspire everyone to be mindful of having balance that can help ease the stress of uncertain world events. That is a quote from his email about telling people to calm down about abortion rights. Lighthearted to help inspire everyone to be mindful of having balance that can help ease the stress of uncertain world events. His cats. The CEO described his two cats' first birthday party, including their cakes, 
and his desire to get a dog one day. In an internal discussion viewed by Bloomberg, Legends staff members expressed anger at the tone of the email, writing they felt Ryan had trivialized their rights. One employee reportedly stated they had never been so mad about a cat birthday before. You and me both, homie. While it's not unusual for a company to shy away from many political statements, especially ones regarding abortion, Ryan's attempt to put employees at ease with cat stories might be a first. GameSpot has reached out to Sony for a comment regarding Jim Ryan's email and is still awaiting a response. Let me go ahead and check that real quick. Let's see that real quick. Nope, no update. They did not respond about the cat. I, uh... I'm gonna be very, very honest right here, right now. Mm -hmm. I am not a political person. Mm -hmm. I do not divulge into politics, mainly because I have a lot of other personal shit going on in my life to where... I just do not want to look into our nation's politics and feel like I'm going to have a heart attack because of everything that is happening. However, um, this whole overturn of Roe versus Wade, even stem, even flooding its way or finding its way into uh, video game news, um, it shows that this is a monumental thing that is happening in our lives, and um, it's stress, it's stressing everyone out. Like it, like men, women, obviously mostly women, but uh, to people that actually care about, uh, you know, how women are being treated, it's affecting them, and this is a very serious matter. So that's why I'm not pulling a voice right now, and that's why I'm I'm getting close to the mic because I'm talking very low. This is very fucked. It's it's just it's just fucked. There is no other way of saying it. I I, I can't sugarcoat it. This is an atrocity that is happening. Folks, I've said it before. I live in Texas. I love Texas. Born and raised Texas. Um, yes, it's as bad as it sounds. Fuck these people. Uh, if your different opinion implies the denying of autonomy over someone else's body, you don't have a different opinion than me. You're a fucking piece of shit. And that whole thing we do, with the bit we do at the beginning of the show, that's, you know, asking for the money. Yeah, no, it's fine. Keep it. Go away. We don't want you here. Like It is what, it, it is what we just said. It is. It's a bit. We're doing it for fun. We're doing it for comedy. We honestly don't give a shit. This right here, we give a shit about. Yeah. I don't. I don't give a shit if you use video games to escape politics. Too fucking bad. The people that make your games, they don't get to do that. Neither do you. Get over it. Get out there. Voice your opinion. Fuck Jim Ryan. Fuck Greg Abbott. Fuck everyone behind this. Fuck you. And with that, we will move on to um, some more news. Give me just one sec. Let me find that voice again. Yeah. Remember to hydrate, y'all. It's it's fucking important. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Sega. Sega news. Sega says it's planning multiple remakes, remasters, and new games this Year. This is from Chris Skullian over at Video Games Chronicle, the good old VGC. 
Sega has promised a significant increase in new titles by the end of March 2023, including new remakes and remasters of its classic games. In a presentation de uh, detailing its results, uh, I am fucking up everything. My bad. In a presentation detailing its results for the fiscal year ending March 2022, parent company Sega Sammy reported strong sales of console and PC games, as they should, uh, citing increased profits compared to fiscal year 2021 and forecasting even higher numbers for, for, uh, for fiscal year 2023. It puts its forecast down to a significant increase in titles, as well as continued revenue from the quote-unquote large number of new titles released during fiscal year 2022. This includes a number of new games uh, it described as either a remake, remaster, spinoff, or change of theme, of which it says it is quote-unquote planning multiple titles. Just skip ahead a little bit further. Sega predicts that it will sell around 5 million games in the same category in the financial year ending March 2023. This includes Sonic Origins, which is released on June 23rd. Wait, wait, is Sonic Origins the open world Sonic game? Uh, no, Sonic Origins is the uh, that new um, remaster, the original three Sonic games that they announced a few weeks ago. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, the one that uh, they are putting out there and then delisting all of the old games. Which sucks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go on. But uh, to continue on this last bit, for the financial year ending in 2023, it forecasts more than double the number of sales, around 13 million, due to a drastic increase in number of new titles, getting sim simultaneous global launches, 13 to compare to 7. Um, it makes a lot of sense why they're getting an absurgence, especially since, again, we are still in a pandemic and a lot of physical games are kind of suffering, uh, however, as well as uh, very talented people. I just want to say Sega is very, very lenient when it comes to their IPs and their properties compared to Nintendo. That is the keyword compared to Nintendo. If you ever played a Sonic fan game, just realize that Sega said, you know what? That's cool. We're fine with that. Se uh, as well, um, Sega, I believe they had a deal with Epic with Epic Games, with the Epic Games Store, because a lot of their games are still on Epic Games, and they're, they've been slowly taking away games from Steam. But yeah, they're doing the smart thing in where they're realizing that a lot of people are playing more games on PC than their consoles or on their handhelds. And they're capitalizing on it. Um, I'm just hoping that some of these remakes are also um, are going to hit as as many people as they would like to hit. Because Sega has a lot of games in their library. A lot of games. So seeing a lot of remakes, remasters, or ports, specifically good fucking ports, is going to be such a great thing for games. As well as if they can get a deal or some sort of deal with uh, Xbox to get on Game Pass. Why am I mentioning that? Because again... Accessibility is key. Just saying that. P? Every time I am reminded that Sega's parent company is called Sega Sammy, I just feel so cute. I don't know. It's it's just a fun thing to hear. It's just, it's just you know, everything is cute when you say that. Sega Sammy. Sega Sammy. Sega Sammy. I love Sounds it. It's like a mascot. It, like, like one of those, like, that, uh... Those cheapy type mascots they have on uh, for so in is, Japan with the like the giant fucking foam suits. So who do you, who do you think Sega's uh, persona is in the Sonic verse? You, you think it's uh, Sonic Sammy, Sammy Sonic? You know what, what are we what are we thinking about? What color is this this? Uh, well, it anthropomorphized be Sammy, be Sammy the Hedgehog. 
Sammy the Sammy the Hedgehog. I don't know. I, I want to think I, I want to think it's just so desperate to be Sonic that it decides to use Sonic in the name. Anyway, I mean and that's cool. Uh, I'm kind of helpful that um you know as a reminder everybody, Sega owns Atlas, who owns Persona, and they're talking about remakes. And I mean, if, if we're going to bring it back to the Persona 25th anniversary news, You're welcome, um, folks. We, we could very well see either a Persona 5 port, which I'm hoping is the case, which a lot of us are hoping is the case, or more likely Persona 3 or even the Persona 1 and 2 remake or remaster for PC. Just saying, those are probably more likely than Persona 5. Let's give me Persona 3 already, okay? Like, let's I, give it back I to think me again. Out of all the Personas, uh, uh, I I feel like it's equal that we could get either a remake of 1 or 2, or 1 and 2, or a, or a decent port of 3. I do not think we're going to get 5. The only bit of 5 we got is Strikers on PC, and I'm content with that. I would like Royal on PC. I would love to play it, and hopefully mod it, but... That's that. That's fat chance. I don't. I don't think they have the balls to. Sadly, I don't. I don't think they have the balls to bring over Persona One and Two because Persona One and Two actually dealt with a lot more of uh, identity issues um, in a much more critical thinking type of manner, as opposed to the you know more um, trope tastic versions of Persona we have in these later sh in these later iterations. Um, but I don't know. I just, I don't think they they would take the heat, even though I wish they would, because those games from my understanding of the, the old school fans really are amazing and insightful and truly something to behold. So I'd be happy about it. I don't think it's going to happen though, but I, you know, I would like to think, you know, that's Sega trying to hold stuff back for like a big announcement, you know, could also be part of why we're not getting anything all interesting from the persona anniversary news, but they um, added two more thing to the persona news. Did they? Yeah. They added two more, uh, announce, uh, two more things to be announced. Oh, that's uh, two more key change. Anyway. Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Oh? Oh, okay. I almost got a bug on my computer screen. It's fine. Whatever. I'll move on. I think your camera isn't on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Last story <laughs> of the night. The good news. Mo a Multiverses good news. confirms new characters and an open beta release date. This is Andy Robinson at VGC.com. Warner Brothers Games has revealed new characters set to appear in its online fighting game Multiverses and confirmed plans for an open beta. The game's new cinematic trailer confirms Tasmanian Devil, aka Taz, Looney Tunes, the Iron Giant, the Iron Giant, and Velma from Scooby-Doo. Also, I forgot to... Okay, I'm going to edit the sentence for them. It also announced, announced on Monday... The Multiverses open beta will be taking place in July 2022. The open beta will follow this month's closed alpha beginning on May 19th and running until May 27th. The closed alpha is an invite-only test that will allow players to experience various modes of the game, including 2v2 team-based team game mode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, including a 2v2 team-based game mode. Okay. On Monday, Warner confirmed the closed alpha will feature 15 playable characters, including Taz and Velma, seven different maps, including the Batcave, Tree Fort from Adventure Time, and Scooby's Haunted Mansion, 
and 2v2, 1v1, 4-player free-for-all, and the lab practice mode. It's a shame that this game feels like a game that a lot of people will play for like the first week or two and then just kind of let it collect dust. Okay. So just real quick, because we I, I, I want to make sure, I want us to look at this. I want us to look at this trailer and understand why I'm so hype. Because yes, folks, I'm hype. I admit it. I'm all in on this. Let's just let's just look at this. He opened up on Batman in the Batcave. What happens? He gets sent to uh, not Battlefield in Super Smash Bros. Uh, and to uh, to the Vistera, 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 fucking Wonder Woman's place. Yeah. And what happens? Shaggy pops up with him. What happens next? Yeah, where the, where Bugs Bunny appears next. And what happens next? Arya Stark almost takes Bugs Bunny's nose out. And what happens on this meeting? Immediately, Batman's like, fuck this shit, throws a batarang at Bugs Bunny. What does Bugs do? Throws a pie at Batman. What happens next? Shaggy grabs the pie and a sandwich. Arya cuts that sandwich in half. This must make sense. Needle cannot stab, or a Needle can't cut. Ultra Instinct! And there it is, folks. No, we're gonna, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back. We're gonna play this again. Shaggy! I, I will say I don't I don't think Shaggy has an official last name. Shaggy? No, he does. I, I don't, oh, yeah, no, that's right. That's right. I just don't, yeah, Shaggy, Shaggy Rogers. Nor, Shaggy Nor Rogers. Shaggy Rogers. Has now been embraced. The meme that had no corporate origins has been embraced by the WB Corporation, and we now have Ultra Instinct Shaggy in this game. And look at this, folks. We're just gonna we're just gonna go wait for it. When his sandwich gets tossed, what happens? He goes Super Saiyan. The meme becomes real life, and here we are. And next, it's not. It's not. Here's the ridiculous stuff about it. I didn't think. I didn't think I could possibly find this any more ridiculous. The fact that oh, this is so funny that it's happening. I can't believe this shit, folks. As we will see what happens next. He goes to punch Arya Stark. Who moves? Yeah, and something, his hands are ready to be for everyone. And something unprecedented that I did not believe would happen happens. He hits Bugs, Bugs Bunny. And? Folks, for those of the video, if the audio listeners, I know there's more of you in the video. Please, go look up the, the YouTube video or the Twitch stream, whatever it is. Look at this punch. Look at this punch. This square... Straight, just perfect punch to Bugs' face. And what is he doing? He is just already asleep. He is just like, what is happening? What is going well, on he, here? Yeah, because it's Ultra Instinct Shaggy, but also he closed his eyes because he saw the punch coming. I, look at this bunny. This bunny is thinking back on his, what, almost 100 plus years of existence at this point. That and just thinking, how did I get here? Huh? That the, the hundred plus, really? I think so. I think I think they originated in the thirties, didn't they? I could be wrong. Okay, it hasn't even been thirties. What do you mean a hundred? No, 1930s. they were created in the in nineteen forties. Nineteen forties, as early so, as nineteen thirty nineteen thirty eight. But still, it has not been a hundred years yet. Nineteen thirty. Are we sure? Because yeah. Batman is 75 years old, or he was 75 years old about maybe five years ago. 
And he was yeah, created in Bugs the 1940s. Bunny was created in the late 1930s. Because remember, uh, animation started with uh, Scrooge McDuck. Or, no, no. Yeah, American Animation started with Scrooge McDuck. Which oh, oh. then, I believe, translated to uh, being the the inspiration to... Fuck, what's that dude? Astro Boy. And then Looney Tunes came shortly after Disney. Which was in the 1930s. Hold on, hold on. Uh, July 27th, 2020, marks the 80th anniversary of Bugs Bunny's official debut in his own cartoon. Yeah, 2020, uh, 80th year, meaning 1940. Uh, see his evolution from an unnamed rabbit in, oh, Porky Pig cartoon, 1938. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm still right. That's almost a hundred years, bro. How you go? How you go? Mix up a score, bro. A, score? a whole ass score. Yeah, twenty years is a score. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So when that motherfucker Abe is talking about four scores, he meant eighty years. Damn. I'm let me double check. Bus- yeah. All, all I'm saying is, eighty is almost a hundred. Off by 20 years, but yeah, like, you know what, let's go with that. All I'm saying is, fine, fine, to make Ultimate happy, Bugs Bunny, in the process of this punch, is just thinking back on these 80-plus years, and you just know, you just know, all he's thinking is, Elmer, and Martian Manhunter, and Yosemite Sam would never... Like, no, let's back up one more time. Let's back up one more time to really take this in. You know, knocks him out. He flips, does some spins, and he's just like, look at that. No, oh, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to I'm gonna get it. I'm going to get it. Sir, sir, this, this hey, look, is at, not... look at this bunny. Look at, look at this bunny that's laying there on the floor. He's just like, what is happening? He has, he's never actually been punched in the face before and sent flying. He's, he, he's, he's, he has been. No, no not, as, not as, as a cartoon connoisseur. Not, not legitimate. Not in such a manner. Not in a direct. That, that was a disrespectful punch that Bugs Bunny has never experienced. Shaggy got he, disrespected by his sandwich getting cut by half by a sword that shouldn't be able to cut like that, might I add. We, we just need to take a moment to look at this bunny. We don't, technically, because uh, this is the longest segment of the fucking show. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm all in. Who would not be in about this? Who would not be in about, about this? About this specific part? No. What happens later, however, I would be a part, I would be all in for. Because like, we didn't even, even hit the best look, part. Look, look at Batman and Shaggy right there. Look at that shit. Look at that shit. Did you ever? Did you ever? I'm so sorry for the podcast listeners. <laughs> look, look at this buddy's face when he's getting up. He's not well. He is fucked the fuck up. He's taken shit? worse. <laughs> but never so disrespectfully. There is a whole ass cartoon where he got owned by a fucking tiny alien gremlin and was about to die in a plane crash until the budget ended. You don't remember that? All I'm saying is, it's never gone like just, but th- that was for a bit. That was for a show. This was just straight that was up. a whole episode. This, this was just his... straight up. This was just straight up like, I. 
I can't not be on this. I can't not be on this. Then we have this Adventure Time Steven Universe bullshit happening with Taz introduced here. Is Garda and Jig? Hell yeah, and Taz. I, I, I'm so happy that they brought Harley in, and it is Tara Strong. I'm so happy yeah. to have her back as Harley. I was a little scared they were going to be doing um, Kelly Coco. What Coco? I think it is. Um, from oh. Big Bang Theory, who because she's voicing Harley in the uh, the Harley Quinn no. cartoon series on uh, HBO Max. Not to say that she does a good Harley Quinn. It is. It, it's. It's just nice to see um, Tara back. I. I, I love it. I, I love it. I and love the classic. Tara I just Tara want Strong. to say that I wish it could have brought in Raven, but that's just a personal thing. Raven will be there. And also here, here, this part, this part right here, this is where I lose my shit. Because I love the Iron Giant. I fucking love that movie. And seeing the Iron Giant finally get to be with Superman. Oh. It, it almost brought a tear to my eye. I, I just... Oh. Also, I like how the, the article mentioned Velma. She only showed up at the end. Yep. Meanwhile, I... they could have mentioned any other character that was actually in that fight. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I, folks. I'm I'm in. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. I'm 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 let's not act, that, okay. Let, let's actually go. Let's actually go now. Uh, yeah, that'll be the I'm actually, point. I'm not fully sold on this. I was given an invite. I was sent an invite to play this. You, I when did you get that invite? Because I didn't get one. Uh, fucking, you're gonna make me go on my fucking Gmail. Give me a sec. I, I, uh, I, just, I, just I was got one four days ago, May thirteenth, ah. for the closed alpha. Somebody get slapped. Thank you, thank you for I'm not I accepting it mainly because I, I've lost my lust for playing Smash like Smash type games. All I'm saying is, send that invite this way. We'll get some coverage. I, I don't know. I, 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 hold on. Give me a sec. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, close off this will be available on PC, Steam, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series S and X, and Xbox One consoles. And testing begins May 19th at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, and it ends May 27th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And there's even a little countdown. Uh... Send. Hey, we'll, we'll talk about this after thing. Fucking, yeah. we're, we're holding shit. Whatever. I'm just saying, folks. Multiverses. It's gonna be better than we think. It's gonna be better than we think. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I know. I normally do the whole. Okay, with that, folks. We're gonna be, no, I already did it. That was the cutoff point earlier. So we're just here now in the outro. And yeah, and I had to we, flex we think, that I got an invite for a game I don't want to play. <laughs> I, I we, we thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. We know we typically have more serious stuff happening on there on the Tuesday shows. I, I want us to have some more fun on here. So that's why we're not covering the other places news of the service. We'll do that on Thursday and all that. But I know I wanted to bring some fun back to Tuesdays, aside from the fact that fuck Rick Abbott. But uh, with that, we will see you. Actually, we'll see you Thursday, most likely. 
I'm assuming. Yeah. Because uh, I'll yeah, be cause, there. Yeah, because Baltimore will be there filling in for him. Minus, who, as mentioned in the last show, will be gone for the next two shows on Thursdays because man is on an adventure again. Can't lock that motherfucker down. Uh, if you down. think that you guys can fucking be safe on a Thursday, you're fucking wrong. I'll be there. I'll serenade you. I'll talk directly into your ears, whispering sweet nothings. And here's, here's hoping that maybe we have a fun Thursday show, too. I don't know. Maybe maybe things cannot go terribly fucking wrong. Anyway, yeah, by the time well, you see me again, it'll be tomorrow. We will be doing We Would Trash Talk. As a reminder, anybody who wants to be there, we will be doing a uh, full discussion on the article from Anime News Network about the battle for union dubs in anime, now revolving around the troubles, we'll state, uh, coming up from the joining of... Funimation and Crunchyroll and people worrying about not getting paid. I say worrying because, let's face it, it's inevitable. They know they're not going to get paid. So, that'll be on Wednesday, tomorrow night. Uh, and then on Thursday, as mentioned before, we will have the second episode of the week for VG Weekly Roundup. And then this weekend, we might do some streaming. I don't know. I'm feeling good, folks. I'm feeling real good. You might see more stuff on there. Your boy got a promotion, like I mentioned earlier on the show. That means I'm also possibly going to be start getting out of work even earlier. So who knows? I'll have more time, more things. You might see more on the channel. So keep an eye, your eyes posted on that. And Ultima, anything to share? Uh, yeah, I fucking hate my job. I'm not doing any streaming for a bit just because I still need to work on myself a little bit. And, uh, yeah, y'all motherfuckers got me on Thursday. Be very afraid. Or, unless if you actually like listening to me, um, rejoice, I guess. I don't fucking know. That's for the future, That's... folks. That's yeah. for the future. Yeah. And with that... Out of here. Bye!